nutrition and lifestyle transformation coach. I'm the founder and CEO of Never Settle Lifestyle, a company created to guide you in the pursuit of becoming the best version of yourself through the complete wellness of your body, mind, and soul. I am here to journey along with you as you transform your life and no longer settle for less than what you are truly capable of. I'll show you how to finally take a stand for maintaining your life balance while performing at an elite level with grace and ease. I'll share with you the methodology of habit and change psychology that has changed my life and the lives of so many others. Together, we'll commit to the relentless pursuit of progress, all the while not taking life too seriously. Here we revolutionize your resilience as you begin to get comfortable with adversity. Welcome to the Never Settle Lifestyle Podcast. I am over the moon to share this episode with you guys today. So we are talking to Courtney Van Atta from Veritas Embodied, and we go in today, you guys. So first off, before I even get into our intro about Courtney, I want to take a second and thank you all so, so much. You know, here lately, if you've been listening to the past couple of episodes, if you've been hanging out with me on Instagram you know that I have recently come out of the spiritual closet. I am stepping into my psychic gifts in terms of actually owning them and being public about them, as well as my spiritual practices. So this episode really rips the bandaid off. Like we go in and it's, we had a lot of fun. So if this is something like you're just not vibing with, it might not be the episode for you. If it's something you're curious about, stick around because we talk about so much. And I would encourage you to, if you're just unsure, stick around anyway and take in what it is that we go through. We really talk a lot about the connection between the energetic body, the spiritual body versus the physical body, how they intertwine, how they affect each other. We talk about how to let go of victim mentality, really, really take ownership for what it is that, you know, you're feeling and experiencing. So that way you can grow and expand as a being. So Courtney is a psychic. She's an energy healer. She's a life coach, and she specializes in working with women to help them facilitate healing through customized, intuitive, psychic, and somatic modalities. Her sole mission is to help people access their authentic truth because once you remember it, you'll never forget. Her methodology blends formal life coaching training with timeless energy healing and philosophical training. And essentially, she follows her certifications of 
being a Reiki master, a law of attraction practitioner, EFT tapping facilitator, breathwork facilitator, sound healing facilitator, archangel healing facilitator, and psychic energy healing and activation facilitator. Above all, Courtney is devoted is devoted as a client to her mentors and healers who support and guide her in all seasons of her life. The power of her service is rooted in the purest and most genuine integrity that she embodies as a lifelong student of this work. And I can tell you guys from firsthand experience with meeting Courtney in person, that is completely undeniable. This girl is very genuine. I can feel her integrity and she really, really comes um, and makes a connection with you in a very heart-centered way. So I know that you all will enjoy her thoroughly as much as I have. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. What's up, you guys? Welcome. Hi, Courtney. How are you? Hi, darling. I'm good. I'm so grateful, thankful, blessed, and excited to be here. This is so fun. I am just like about to burst out of my seat because I'm so excited for this conversation today. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I just like, I've been looking forward to this since we had our dinner a couple of nights ago and I'm like, oh my God, where are we going to go? But it's going to be <laughs> I know. You guys, so like we we went to dinner and I'm sure you know what I mean. Like when you just meet someone and instantly your souls are like, hey, what's up? Like, and you just <laughs> vibe so well. I mean, I feel like we could have talked for hours. It was Agreed. so awesome. Agreed. It was just delightful in every sense of the word. Oh my gosh. And very powerful too. Like it's it's not often that I will come into contact with somebody and just almost be floored by your like their presence. Like you have such a powerful, just I guess, like I want to say sharp, but not in like a negative way, presence. Like you just, it's like you're a sword. Like you just kind of cut through the bullshit and you're just like, I'm here, you know. So mm-hmm. well, I do take that as a compliment and I appreciate that. And you know, that plays off a little bit of what we were talking about, not to jump ahead, but that's that four, six reflector in me that you're feeling baby. And so much of that clarity that, that again, that, that cut the bullshit, like that's a lot of me reflecting so much of your personal power too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do consider myself polarizing in the best, best sense of the word. It does cut the shit from my life real quick, but you know, we share that. And it was, that's what made it such a powerful alignment. And my soul felt the same way. She was like, Oh, there she is. That's your friend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's, let's kick it off. Let's, let's go there. Let's talk a little bit. Um, before we get into human design, I guess we should preempt the audience with, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about what you do. How did you get there? Obviously you have these intuitive gifts based on our intro that, you know, we just talked through, tell us all the things. How did you uh, like first discover those gifts? Go off. Tell us all about it. All right. Pass the mic, baby. Here we go. (laughs) So I actually love this question. And, you know, most podcasts start off with this type of opportunity for the, the guests to be able to speak into who they are and what they do. And I actually have a podcast as well. I host the Intuit podcast. And every time I start, 
I ask the same question and I always emphasize for my guests and I don't mean tell me like your titles, right? I want to know who you are and then tell me what you do, right? So I'm going to answer the same way that I would hope one of my guests answers for me. And so I am a woman of the light. I am a woman of faith. I am the spark of God, a soul having a human experience. I'm a psychic. I'm an energy healer. And what I do is a very unique blend of energy healing, life coaching, and mentorship. And as I developed through my entrepreneurial journey, what started off as very traditional and very powerful, like I am a huge fan of the traditional life coaching world. I mean, Brooke Castillo, all day, baby. I am her biggest fan. I still revert back to my OG life coach work. And uh, I am very much a product of that traditional mindset, thoughts create, feelings create, actions create, results paradigm, huge fan. And as I moved more and more into my own personal healing, because I simply wanted to feel better, like I was being real selfish. I just wanted to feel better. I wanted to navigate the crippling anxiety and the ADHD and the changes in my body and, 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 right. And that's what started as a traditional life and business coach brand and evolved into this deeply psychic, deeply intuitive, lots of woo, and also lots of irrefutable science blended in with the, the breath work and the somatic work that I'm a facilitator of which I know is your MO and I'm so excited to vibe out on that because I, I have so much to learn from someone who knows the body and the intuitive aspects of the body as much as you do, girl. But you know how I got here in short, um, my business progressed since 2019 and it was kind of one of those moments where it was like, God sat me down and was like, so are you gonna actually do what you do? Are you gonna actually like heal people? Are you gonna actually go beyond the surface? And that's not to discount anything that I was doing prior to that as a life coach. It was just a matter of, girl, it's okay to come out of the spiritual closet, which I know you know about, right? And leading up to that, I mean, God, that was in 2021, early 2021 when God sat me down, but my whole life I've been this way, Kim. I mean, I was very similar to you as a child uh, brought up in a the church. I was brought up in a setting with traditional boomer parents. And I have so many wonderful things to say about my childhood. And I also have deep, deep trauma about my childhood. Like we all do. The paradox is gorgeous. One of the things that really stands out though, is that as a child, I do remember playing with and talking to angels and all these stories you hear about psychics, you know, where they're like, oh, I knew my ancestors and like, I could name them and no one had ever met them. And I got in a lot of trouble for that. And that's okay, right? Because it was a part of my journey because I, I hit it. It wasn't until I was about 16 that again, I had a moment where I heard God talking as plain as day. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. And it was a moment where I was having so much like teenage angst and anxiety. And it was just really, I mean, I had a rough time as a teenager, candidly. And again, wouldn't change it for the world. But that re reoccurred when I was 16. And ever since then, it's never shut off. I mean, it has been 
all day, every day, different forms, different functions, different variations. But uh, since that moment when I was 16, I have not once been able to stop the communication, even if I tried. And believe me, I tried because there's a reason that I'm sober now. We'll put it that way because I spent a lot of years, especially in my adulthood, being very unsober and deliberately trying to hide from my wounds and hide from my soul. It didn't work. And as that's all continued to unfold, I mean, it just, again, got to a point where I was like, and I'm so tired of trying to hide this. I'm so trying to, I'm so tired of, of filtering who I am for this actually very manipulative, very egoic idea of like trying to preserve other people's feelings. Cause who the fuck am I to preserve someone else's feelings? That's their job. If I don't act as myself, I don't give them a chance to choose. So with all that being said, you know, it's my variation of the tale as old as time, as far as psychics go. And I wouldn't change it for the world, baby. And I know you can relate to so much of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. The parallels are just uncanny. I mean, like you saying, I just noticed myself hiding. I mean, I really feel like for me, it's it, this really popped off. I mean, it's been a progressive snowball my entire life and I've very much suppressed it, but it's so interesting how I literally was like arguing with God for the past year of, I, I cannot do this. Like I, I will not do this. I will not be perceived in this way, you know, cause it's so funny. Like once, once now that I've owned it, I'm like, this feels so much less taboo. It's almost like I was forcing myself to view it through the eyes of the people that would judge me. Like, yes, girl. Yes. Yeah. Because I am so clear cognizant and I can like, I pick up on people's emotions and feelings. And like, it's almost like I hear the stories that people like chuck at me about me. And it's, it, it's caused a lot of pain in my life because I see the positive and I see the negative um, views of me very easily. And it was like, I was only forcing myself to see those negative stories to like keep myself from going there. And, oh my God, exactly what you said. Like, it is so important. Like personal responsibility is crucial, you know, not only in the realm of coaching, but just like in, in your daily life and how you choose whether to be sitting in victim mentality or not. Right. Wow. That was so powerful because it's like, and, and it's funny you and I didn't even talk about this, but something about literally just being in your presence the other day gave me the permission to like, stop even more. So stop caring what people think about this. So that wow. makes my heart so happy to hear. I yeah. love that. <laughs> ah, oh my gosh. Ooh, so good. Okay. So let's move on. I want to talk a bit about your sobriety. So, um, you know, it's interesting. Like you said, God will get your attention, you know, <laughs> after some time, it's like, Hey, you have autonomy, but also this is your path. Like, you know, so yes. tell us, tell us all about that experience. Like how long had you struggled with, um, substances and things like that? And like, what did that look like for you? Yeah. And I love this question so much because when people found out, that I started telling people and actually started choosing and living in a sober state, 
most people were very confused as to why, because I don't look like a traditional addict, quote unquote, whatever that may look like. Uh, and I, I don't, for that matter, I don't look like a psychic. We did, we joked about that at dinner. It's like, what does a psychic even look like? Am I supposed to have like, you know, a crystal ball nonstop and like be draped and every, like, no, like I'm bougie and I'm really psychic. If you like that, let's hang out. Um, but anyways, coming back to the sobriety piece, you know, it, sobriety is so much more than not drinking alcohol or not putting substance in your body. And I've come to learn this through my experience moving into sobriety. It's one thing to not drink alcohol. And I'm going to specifically emphasize alcohol because while I certainly had experience with other substances, I didn't find myself uh, actively facing addiction and addictive patterns with other substances. Wine in particular was my drug. And girl, it was one of those things that, you know, I was very high functioning, um, absolute classic high functioning in terms of everything looked great on the surface and underneath it was just festering in so many ways. You know, I was someone who had a long history of very toxic and both physically and emotionally abusive relationships. I was someone who had a long history of going to traditional talk therapy and then going home and drinking away the feelings that came up from that. I was someone who uh, made a lot of really low vibrational decisions uh, with, with the alcohol coursing through my veins, um, physically, emotionally, energetically. And that's something that I have atoned for at this point. So I say that with no judgment on myself, which is a huge part of what I've learned through sobriety, because my lens of sobriety is actually defined by how connected are you with your soul? And for me, I worked with my life coach who actually had an extensive background as a clinical psychologist prior to becoming a life coach. And I know you know her, the fabulous Melanie Schmoyes here in Cleveland, and she does do a good deal of intuitive work now as well. But I mean, she's, she's phenomenal. And I worked with her to incrementally remove alcohol from my life. So I'm not a traditional 12 step program girl. I haven't had any experience with that. So I wouldn't be able to speak into that piece of it, but I do know people who have also of course had tremendous experience there. But for me, it was about learning to leverage the power of my autonomy, which in this case was through that lens of your thoughts are your responsibility. Your thoughts are creating your feelings. And it starts by unpacking the feelings. Like you actually have to reverse engineer it. So, you know, I'm feeling as an example, anxious. Okay. Why am I feeling anxious? The first thing it sounds like is I'm feeling anxious because that person said this and responded to an email with K period. And that's just traditional millennial trauma right there. God, if you get a single K with a period, like something has gone wrong. So that's what your ego wants to say. I'm anxious because of that external source, but that's bullshit. The fact is, is that when you actually unpack it, that external source cannot physically create a feeling in my body. I must have a thought that triggers that feeling. And if it's not a conscious thought, then it's a subconscious belief. It's one or the other, if not both. And that's how quickly it happens. So when it came to me getting sober, it started with this A, choice that I'll speak into in a moment where, you're right, God did step in. But once I made the decision, 
that I'm going to commit to getting sober, it meant learning to understand my personal responsibility, my thoughts, my feelings, and taking accountability for honestly everything, even if I didn't quote unquote create it. Because if I take accountability for it, I can work with it, right? And there's no blame of myself in that. It's a very objective, very accepting place of I did create this. Okay, great. Now let me work with it. But yeah, I mean, to your point, free will autonomy is our godlike ability and it is our greatest gift. It is our greatest responsibility and is the one thing that God and the universe and the cosmos and source and whatever else you want to say, the divine will not fuck with. Like it is law because we are the spark of God as a soul here on earth. Therefore, if God fucks with our free will, God is fucking with God's free will and the whole cosmos would fall apart very, very quickly. So that does not work. That being said, they will interfere with everything else that they possibly can to try to get you distracted enough to choose again, to try to help you. So in my case, it was how many times do the cops need to follow you home without you getting pulled over before you're gonna pay attention, Courtney? Like, this is not safe. This is not responsible. It was how many times do you need to have the same toxic conversation that goes nowhere and creates more confusion than anything else? How many times do you need to wake up feeling like shit before you choose, right? How many God wings, how many hints do you need, honey? Until I finally did. And I was like, I remember that moment. It was uh, towards the very end of 2019. And I had uh, founded my business a few months ago took off pretty quickly as far as that went that was that was incredible and I just had a moment where I was like I actually really want this business more than anything right now um so if I have to choose I'm gonna choose that and it was terrifying I was like I don't know what my life would ever look like without alcohol because as an adult I hadn't explored that but I just knew that it was the choice that I wanted to make. And I can only imagine the backflips my guardian angel did at that point. She's like, oh, Jesus, thank you. <laughs> she sees it. <laughs> so that, yeah, like, that's how that went. I, I envision your guardian angel just like frazzled and like <laughs> hanging on to your car. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's like, oh, ooh, girl. Yeah. It's like, so interesting how you have to get sick of sick enough of your own bullshit for you to just wake up. Sometimes it's that sometimes it's literally, you know, people will get into a car wreck. People will, you know, have this rock bottom, a relationship falls apart, you know, someone passes away. And if we go into, Oh, like, well, why do bad things happen? Everything is for our ascension. Everything is for our greater good. You know, we just have to be able to crack ourselves open enough to receive it and be willing, you know. So I want to talk about that feeling of you feeling like shit. You've started your business. You know, if, you know, any business owners out there, if you're listening to this, you know, it's really tough to run a business when you physically feel like crap. So I want to talk about how the spiritual, the energetic ties into our physical being. And I want you to talk a little bit about that contrast for you and 
I mean, take that in any direction that you like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, for me, when I made that decision, it was the end of 2019. The first step I took was I decided to commit to 31 days of sobriety. And I figured if I could do that, then I could get the ball rolling in the direction that I wanted to. So that was January of 2020. And of course, we all know what happened in 2020. So for me, when I took that first month, like first, I remember waking up that New Year's Day and I was actually house sitting at the time for a former neighbor of mine. She had has two little black pugs and I have Diesel the Puggle and we just had our own little grumble, which is anything more than two pugs is a grumble. So we, you know, we had our little grumble. Um, but I, I went to bed, you know, snuggling these dogs at like 10 o'clock on that New Year's Eve sober. And I woke up and I remember thinking to myself, wait, this, this is great. Like I'm going to go have some hot water with lemon. And that was one of the things that I had committed to. So we talk about the physical body. I'm a very much a creature of habit. I have always been that way, whether or not I was in active addiction, I've always been someone who I don't struggle with habit. Okay. I struggle with plenty of other things, but habit isn't one of them for me. Um, I think a lot of that comes from being an athlete my whole life. Uh, you know, I, I just, I get it. Um, so with that being said, I went down and I made my hot water with lemon and I remember like tasting it, like actually tasting it. And I think that's one of the first keys to the connection of the spiritual and the energetic body and the physical human body is our willingness to just be with the body for tiny micro moments, because those will snowball in a way that is hard to explain because it's so powerful. And I remember I drank that hot water with lemon and I sat there and I didn't have my phone. And then, you know, the dogs are being perfectly cute. And I was just with myself. And that was when I realized like, okay, so I may not have fully committed to never drinking again at this point, but this is what sobriety feels like. And of course my ego pipes up with like, who the fuck do you think you are to talk about sobriety? What do you know? It's been like a day, bah, 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 bah. right? And you know, that's fine. I was pretty well aware of the ego at that point. So the first thing and the first bit that I want to speak into, and I would love to hear your experience with this too, Kim, is that willingness for a tiny micro moment to sensationalize your experience, like literal sensation, feel your body, feel the water go down your throat, feel the food as you chew it, feel the fork in your hand. You know, if you're willing to just notice that it creates this instant bridge from your soul to the physical body in a way that, I, I mean, I'm kind of at a loss for words for that, which is actually pretty rare, but you, you pick, pick me up here, baby. Pick yeah. up where, where am I going with this? Where so are we I'm going gonna... to, I'm going to use a very crude illustration, but I think it's fitting, you know, in terms of we think about, and I'll kind of go into my experience with this too, because mindfulness around the body, be it with your food, 
with just what you're experiencing in the present moment with your body moving during exercise and dropping into the body is so crucial for our healing because we detach. Like you think of anybody that's experienced any kind of trauma, whether it's, you know, micro trauma or trauma with a big T, there is a sense of um, detachment that happens. Like the soul literally will like kind of push out from the body a bit to be able to cope. And it's so funny. So the, the crude illustration that I'm going to use, basically, whether it's like abuse of alcohol, or for me, it was like overeating or punishing myself through food restriction. You're basically just masturbating the ego. You know, you're basically just like trying to get off your, you know, with dopamine and trying to make yourself feel better without actually having to face the root problem and like what's going on. And And I say problem, and I've had people that were not ready to do this work be like, come at me with, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, you know, there's not, there's no problem here to fix. We all have things that, you know, we can face. This isn't about, you know, exceptionalism of any kind. This isn't about anybody being better, whatever. But when we, when we kind of like create that contrast of, okay, uh, if you're sitting down to eat a meal are you, you know, shoveling it into your face and eating it as fast as you can. And you've eaten it under 10 minutes because you're trying to be onto the next thing and onto the next thing. And like, or even the, let's take it further, you know, maybe you haven't eaten enough throughout the day and you're in that cycle once again at night and you're stuffing yourself, you're overeating. And maybe you're not facing something emotionally that, you know, you're running away from like, it is simply just masturbating the ego versus like getting slow, making love to that, right? Like really being in tune with it and moving with it and like allowing what comes good, bad, ugly, uncomfortable, like euphoric, like just being there for all of it. And it takes a certain amount of guts to be able to experience that and being like, you know what? I'm done with these, you know, ways of avoiding my experience. I couldn't agree more. And this picks up so much of the next point that comes to mind that I know we are very much in the same powerful paradigm within is acceptance, you know, because you're right. It does take a degree of courage to be able to look at what is and treat what is. Because I love what you're saying. There, there's no superiority here. And there's also no victimhood. Like if we could teach just every, I, I said this the other day, I was like, if we could just teach acceptance as one, the only thing that we're allowed to teach in this world, my God, the world would be a different place, right? If people continued to practice this more and more. So to me, acceptance is to witness what is without any type of emotional reaction. It does take practice. And also I'm not going to label it as hard to do because like, why would I believe that acceptance is hard? I don't want to believe that. I want to be able to practice it. So it just is, it's kind of self-fulfilling in that way. But to your point, if we are willing to witness our body, the emotions that are coming through our body, which then physically manifest uh, as as the body itself and as our habits, right? Well, the emotions I like to say are 
communication or invitations from our soul. And so if we're willing to objectively and from a place of acceptance, look at what is simply happening, we are going to be able to be willing to try new things. And I always say, uh, you can either be right or you can be happy. And I love when I'm wrong because that means I get to find something new. Like, and, and God, as we, as I continue to progress through my own healing and my psychic journey, my God, the body does wild stuff, my friends. And if anyone tries to sugarcoat that, they are sugarcoating that. Because let me tell you, you're going to have ascension symptoms. You're going to have acne. You're going to have weird body pains. You're going to have all sorts of random stuff that seems to make no sense. And yeah, it can be very frustrating at times. Am I perfect at this? Absolutely not. Is there a part of my ego that's like, oh God, we got to go do another functional medicine visit. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what we're going to go do. And shout out to Inspired Wellness um, in Lakewood, Ohio. God, that team of peelers is oh. incredible. I would be very well fucked without them. So, oh. so grateful for their work. But coming back to the place of acceptance, like for me to be able to look at my body and accept the the physical changes, the emotional changes that my soul is guiding me into and through, like that's a choice to accept it, you know? And, and I just, I so hear where you're coming from. And, and I wanted to make sure we speak into that acceptance because it's so important. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's so powerful. Once, once you are able to do that and what I've noticed with myself, with clients and moving them through that healing process, because let's take somebody that is struggling with, um, you know, issues in terms of body image or, um, eating patterns or things of that nature, or abusing themselves with overtraining and under eating. It, it has to start if we are going to break that cycle. Of course, there's the practical application of what is too much or too little exercise. What is too much or too little eating? but it's, it's the root of it, which is you sitting with yourself, the stories that you're telling yourself, the voice that is talking to you. And I'll go into two directions here. A good question to ask, if this is something that you're struggling with is when you notice that voice of criticism come up, whose voice does that sound like? When you experience that guilt and shame, whose voice does that sound like? Is it a mother? Is it your father? Is it a sibling? Is it a childhood friend? Is it a teacher you used to have? Because likely like this is conditioning and programming that's coming from somewhere, right? That was a huge realization for me. And I'm, I'll speak candidly about it. And this is just my experience, you know, no shade one way or another, but that's something that I had to, you know, reprogram within myself after having grown up in Christianity I had a lot of guilt and shame that was perpetuated and, and fear that I had to untangle. I mm -hmm. actually heard somebody say recently, I was watching a documentary and they were talking about like, um, religion in, uh, it was like South Africa and they were talking about it in comparison to Christianity. And they were like, yeah, nobody in South Africa has, um, self-esteem problems. And I, that's a broad statement, I know, but this is, it's, it's part of my experience, right? But it's like going back into getting present with yourself, noticing that voice 
And then, okay, understanding this is maybe where the conditioning comes from. You're going to have a moment where you're pissed. You're going to have a moment of anger. And it's not about bypassing all of the emotions that come up of like, oh my God, this happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Being like, well, my parents, you know, they were great and they meant well and they were doing their best. And like, I'm just going to like stuff that way down. No, like take a second. You can be pissed off. Yep. Let it go. It's about like witnessing it, experiencing those emotions. And then once you get past it, not hanging on to it because it's going to poison you. Right. Yes. (laughs) And then (laughs) witnessing after you lovingly let it go. And we can talk about, you know, cord cutting meditations if you like. Yeah. But like, then it's not like it's going to be resolved in that moment. Once you let it go, it's all about like witnessing your judgment without judgment and choosing again, just like you said, and it takes freaking practice. Mm-hmm. It does. And you're so right there. And I'm so glad you emphasize that because it is not about bypassing by any means. The ideal state is moving through having the depth of that emotional integrity because you felt and chose to understand the feeling and then moved yourself into a place of clean neutral acceptance of the trauma, big T or little T, right? And I agree completely, especially as physical women in this world, in this lifetime, and having both grown up in similar church settings, that there is a great deal of conditioning. And that's an objective fact that I'm saying now, because I'm not someone who is like fight the patriarchy, Right. I'm also not someone who really fights much of anything because Same. every time we give energy to something in any capacity, we strengthen it. So if everybody just stopped believing and talking about it, it would disappear. But that's another rabbit hole for another time. Um, but that being said, yeah, there's just a lot of conditioning and body stuff is real. Like let, I mean, sex and sensuality and expression of self. I mean, those are very innate birthrights when the soul chooses to incarnate. And there's been a predominant paradigm for a long time that felt threatened by that. And we have a lot of evidence for that. Okay, great. So what, what am I going to do with it? in my life. I'm going to heal through the feelings. I'm going to develop that depth of integrity that I know intimately as much as possible what's going on in my body and why from this lifetime and past. And then I'm going to move into a place of that inner peace, that objectivity that is acceptance. Mm, So good. Yes. Mm. So, so, so good. And I think I think like what I was taught growing up was there's no in between. There's either you're following, and I don't mean to make this about religion, but it's it's happening. Okay. So sure. there there was either you're following the rules, you're righteous, you're, you know, a good Christian girl, or you're not. Yep. You know? And it was really interesting to witness like my family come up and stay with us for like a week for my wedding get to see truly like unfiltered for the most part, like how we live. Um, 
and how our friends are, you know, we were drinking alcohol in my family. We were Baptists. So we did not drink, you know, I didn't drink literally. I didn't tell you this, uh, but now you're going to find out. I didn't have my first drink until I was 26 years old. Really? No lie. No okay. lie. Yeah. What so an experience. Yeah. It's, it's cool because I got to like consciously make the choice as an adult and do it in a balanced way. And I mean, I, again, like I'm, I'm very grateful for what I went through. Right. And it's made me who I am, but it's interesting, like how I think them witnessing my lifestyle, it's like, oh, wow, you know, you're happy, you're balanced. You, you can feel love off of somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So I want to go in to how you manage your emotions now, like, let's say you're experiencing some extreme anxiety. You have something coming up, like where in the past you would just be like, I got a drink, you know, to get away from this. What does that look like for you now? Like your evening routine? Cause it sounded like that was when things would really pick up for you. And that's when the cycle would occur. Before we take some time to hop into today's episode, let's be honest. You're probably thinking about it. January 1st is right around the corner. So you're probably thinking about some ways in which you want to clean up your life, get your shit together, and really think about what it is that you want out of 2023, be it your personal life, your relationships, your physical body, how you're feeling, fat loss, muscle gain, you're probably spending some time right now refocusing on what it is that you want. So I wanted to take a second and tell you about the NSL 30-Day Kickstart, and this is going to be a community-based challenge. We are going to kick off on January 16th. So if you are ready to hit the reset button on your health and fitness and your lifestyle as a whole, you're definitely going to want to check this out. So this program helps you to quickly get centered and back on track so you can feel your best and reach your goals. It's going to help you become laser focused with discipline, habits, daily choices that are going to help you to live your life with greater intention. So here is how it works. Every day for 30 days, you're going to complete each of these six habits. We're going to start with nutrition. So I, I give you very clear, very definitive guidelines on how to eat better. You're going to have access to the NSL nutrition guide, complete with a grocery list, serving sizes, and a meal prep guide. So habit number two is hydration. So we're going to focus on drinking at least three quarters of your body weight in ounces a day. Habit number three is sleep. So aiming to get seven plus hours of sleep each night. Number four is movement. So aiming to get 30 plus minutes of movement in each day, five days a week, aiming to break a sweat. 
You're also going to have access to downloadable workouts that you can do anywhere that will last you throughout the entire program, as well as two weeks for free to work out with me at C4 Athletics. Habit number five is going to be centered around growth. So we're going to focus on including 30 minutes of personal growth or education each day. So this can include listening to a podcast, watching educational YouTube videos, documentaries, audiobooks, and you also will receive access to some of my personal favorite personal development resources. Habit number six, the last habit is reflection. So you're going to aim to complete a mindfulness practice for at least 15 minutes each day. So this could be meditation, therapy, record a voice memo of what's up for you at the moment, journal, go for a walk. The program is going to include journal prompts, guided meditations, and more. So you're going to track your progress each week. Here's how it works. You're going to find a local in-body scanner. So this machine is all around the world, essentially, and will find a location near you. You'll test your body fat percentage. You'll submit your results to me. At the end of the 30 days, I'm going to personally select and see who has completed the highest level of fat loss for male and female winners, and then the highest amount of muscle gained. So we're actually going to give away four prizes for these four people that achieve these goals. So it'll help you to get reset. It'll help you to stay focused. I'm going to be sharing updates along the way on social media to say, you know, who's really sticking with it. I can't wait to share your personal wins. Check out the link in my bio to learn more. All right, now let's get back to the show. Yeah, this is such a great question. So the first thing I'll say is with time and practice, I have come to find, and I know quite a few people, several of my clients who would reflect the same thing that you can't cop out emotionally, even if you tried for the most part. Does that mean that we don't have negative feeling feelings that we don't act on those negative feeling feelings? No, absolutely not. There's, there's no righteousness here, but it does mean that after a certain point, you can't hide from the soul level truth and the high vibrational practices that you've come to know. So it's kind of like, uh, so my partner, my better half, his name is Brenda and he uses the term kick your high chair. Like you can kick your high chair and you're going to know you're kicking your high chair and you're going to break, you know, seven, eight, nine toes and you'll keep kicking until, you know, you're done kicking. And then it's like, okay, so I I'm guess I'm done kicking now. So let me clarify that a little bit. It's in the evenings. Yes. That was when I really picked up uh, the bottle and the drink. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, that it also would happen like happy hours would roll into the evening, you know, and I was able to blame it a lot on my corporate job at the time. You know, there's, there's always, there's always an op to, to point a finger if you want to. And I did for a long time. So now when I have these emotional swings, the first thing that I remember that I taught myself to remember is I am choosing this. 
right? Like that's where the acceptance is so powerful. So when we begin this practice of what I refer to as emotional integrity, because emotional intelligence is cool. Like you understand the emotion, like that's great. Integrity means you're living the practice, right? Like to the depth of honesty that you can possibly access that's integrity. And I'm, I'm a big fan of integrity. So when I'm feeling anxious, let's use this, right? Because that does still happen. I am not immune to these feelings. Sometimes people are like sidebar. Some people are like, you just feel good all the time. I'm like, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Don't believe anything your ego would have you think about that because no, I feel like shit relatively regularly. I've just learned how to deal with it. When you have, or rather when I have that anxiety come up and I'm acutely aware of what it feels like, the sensations in my chest are very localized. The tightness of my throat, it's a very specific tightness that comes only with anxiety, right? And I get this uh, very flippy feeling in my low, low belly, like actually almost in my womb space. I get a very flippy feeling like that with my anxiety. And it all kind of zips itself up into right behind my eyes. And for me, I think a lot of that has to do with how my ADHD manifests, right? So that's, that's kind of a separate rabbit hole, but I think that I would be remiss not to emphasize that in this lifetime, I've been diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. So the first thing is I'm acutely aware of the sensation, the feelings that are associated with my anxiety. And then the next thing is I've taught myself to remember, okay, I am choosing this right now. As soon as I hear myself say, I am choosing this right now, the next thing is, okay, do I want to feel this way? Ideally, no. And also, let's look at why. Let's just pull it apart. So I will quite literally stop what I'm doing. And no, this is not convenient, people. Let me just tell you right now, none of this work is convenient. The inner work is never convenient. The body work is not convenient. It's about priority, okay? So if you wanna feel better, this is how I personally do it and I'm happy to share it. But no, it's not convenient. I stop what I'm doing and I will talk this out loud. I will dead ass have a full conversation with myself and Diesel, right? That's my puggle and he's the best, okay? I'll say, okay, so what feels like it's wrong right now? Okay, uh, it feels like I have too much going on and I'm completely overwhelmed and there's just no space on my calendar. And, you know, I'm going to go broke and starve and die. Okay. Okay. I hear that. What's going on specifically that's bothering you? Well, everyone is texting me and everybody wants an answer yesterday. And I'm just trying to fucking get this email out. Okay. Okay. What if you put those messages back on unread? Well, then, then, then the blue dots are there and I don't, I don't want to see the blue dots. Okay. All right. So what's more important? And you start to have this very objective dialogue. And you, here's the key. You hear how my voice is changing. You have to let the feeling talk. You have to let that emotion express it, what is actually feeling. And the more you do that, it'll get a little less each time you can talk through, but it's not about the talking. It's about the willingness to let it express until you kind of reach the zero point where it's like, all right, so what's actually bothering you here is that you didn't sleep well last night. You forgot to eat breakfast. And what you really want to do is make sure you have some time to snuggle diesel on the couch today 
and it just feels like you're really busy. So that's what's actually bothering you. Because guess what? It's probably something really tender and sweet. It probably comes down to like one of those really loving primal needs. And it's surfacing through these symptoms of busy, overwhelmed, this, that, and the fucking other. But if you're willing to, A, acknowledge that you're creating it, you're choosing it. And then B, let it express, talk through it. And if it's not talking, then journal. If it's not that, find something else, but you have to let it flow. Then you can actually question it and get to the root of what's really bothering you and then make a plan to go forward. Oh. But I have a full ass conversation with myself. That's Girl, what I do. Me and you both. <laughs> I'll be like in my bathroom, hands on the sink, looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, listen, you got this. Like I, I have learned to be my biggest hype man and it's yes. so, or hype woman, I should say, but it's so funny. Like how that past, um, voice that, you know, I was referring to before it fades out, you know, once you take, you take the reins and you stop letting that voice berate you, you know, you and I were talking at dinner. Like I have a name for my ego that I'll have a conversation with. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Her name is Kimberly Michelle. <laughs> and when I'm having a little freak out, she'll try to take the wheel. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's like your adult self has to like step in and soothe the angsty preteen. Yes. And something I'll say too, as well. And I, and forgive me for jumping in here. I just feel like this is a really great spot for us to, to look at this too, is the somatic work that bridges this experience, right? So when you're in those emotional moments, like this is what we do, but it's the somatic work and it's the intuitive healing work that makes all the difference that these moments happen less and less. So yes, I do actually go through most of my life feeling very, very good. I like, I will own that all day long. Why? Because this work works because I meditate every day. I'm learning continually how to take care of my body. And I practice somatic work, which is not only physical fitness in an aligned way, but it's also breath work, EFT tapping, like really working to recalibrate your nervous system and heal your nervous system. Cause guess what people, when you do that, your soul has a safe space to fully express through the body. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're psychic. We've always <sighs> been psychic, yes. and you, but all of a sudden you can hear it and you can connect with it because your body is in a predominantly safe, um, peaceful, open state but for me, again, I can't overemphasize that in those moments, like that's how I navigate it, but it is the daily practices of meditation and somatic work and yes, energy healing work. If you're into that, which if you are, come see me at my studio, cause I got a whole thing that I'll help you with. And that daily work is where you find you don't have those moments nearly as much as you used to. So that's that, I think that's huge for us to emphasize is that somatic piece. And I know that's in your realm. Yes. Oh, baby. You just summed that up so beautifully. And I think like, as you all have likely as listeners been hearing me say as of late, like on Instagram and just through the podcast, I'm navigating how to explain what I do. You summed it up. So like <laughs> that is it. I, and I was talking to Courtney, I was like, she's like, so explain to me exactly like 
what you do. And whether you knew it or not, you were kind of putting me through an exercise to help me understand. So thank you for that question. And basically when we can exactly, like you said, create a safe space, because so much of it starts with the physical, we are, you know, spirits having a human experience in a body. You cannot detach from it. If you do, you're dead, you know? So it's like, you might as well get comfortable. You might as well learn how to manage the ego, which is not, the ego is not a bad thing. Mm. Go, it, girl. Ser- it serves its purpose, right? Like if there's a famine, if you are running from something scary, yeah, you're going to want to have to have a freak out. That's what's going to get you going, right? We don't have those same threats in our modern day society that we used to when we were, you know, running as villagers from people that were infiltrating us and like burning our houses down, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, starvation is not as much of an issue for, you know, some of the world. And so it's like, we have to reprogram ourselves and learn to feel safe within our being. And it's terrifying at first, right? Oh, your ego is not going to mature quietly, but you're exactly right. Like, so this is getting really into the, the, the woo realm, but it's also very true. The ego is the whole point of incarnating as a human, like, this is something we can sidebar on another time or, or dive into another time, but the ego is quite literally the whole fucking point of incarnating because it causes the soul to slow down its progression for a very short window of time. Like, let's say even if we live for a hundred years on earth, that's a, that is, first of all, time doesn't exist really. It's a complete construct, but mm-hmm. let's just use numbers for the sake of easy conversation. So we spent a hundred years on earth and a hundred years with an ego that slows down our soul's progression so that when we go back to soul form, we're able to jump levels, right? The irony is we slow down, we densify so that we can use our autonomy to grow as a soul in a place where we can actually get our energetic footing. Cause when you're in soul form without an ego, things happen instantly. And it's really hard to learn when things are constantly happening like that. Right. And so we come down here to slow down, to jump levels, to speed up in our growth. The ego is so important. I love that your ego has a name. We need to have a relationship with her or with him. However you identify your ego, right? You need a relationship with that ego so that you can grow. Like that's it. Oh, I've never heard it explained that way, but you, you nailed it. Like straight up, you know, we're here to learn all the things that our soul is meant to have the lessons of so that we can progress. You know what I mean? And there's, there's things that you're not going to learn unless you're in a physical body. There's not, you're not going to learn it unless you have the density of (laughs) this physical world. So it's it's important to go there. And I guess my soul geeks out about it and kind of loves it because I'm here to show people how to navigate it. And it's so much fun. Like once you get into how can, what would this look like if it were fun? What would this look like if it were easy? What would this Mm. look like if it were graceful? You get to have a good time most days. Amen. That's an amen. And I love what you said, like, why not get comfortable? Like, come on, you know, why not flex that autonomy and see how much we can enjoy this ride? 
Yeah. Oh, back to ex exactly what you were saying before. You can either be right and stay stuck in your victim mentality, let's call it for what it is, and stay yep. stuck in the shit stories that you've told, been told, quote, and told yourself and reaffirmed your entire life, or you can choose a new path, right? Yep. It is just a choice. At the end of the day, you're going to, your ego, like you said, it's going to go kicking and screaming, but it's a choice nonetheless. Yep. And the more we have a relationship with our ego, which is exactly what I was talking about when I said, like, you have to let the emotion flush. Like you have to let the emotion express like that anxious voice is not the voice of my soul. That's the voice of my ego. Yeah. And that's okay. Right. So the more we have that relationship, meaning that we spend time with it, mm -hmm. like any relationship, we have to choose to spend time with it and play fair and be patient and big and still choose to not let the ego drive. Like I hear you and you're doing your job and we're going to go to that event anyways. Yeah. Come on, here we go. I'll give you a coloring book. Let's go. <laughs> right. Like, let's go. I hear you. I understand that we got burned in past lives and stoned in past lives for being a healer. And I don't live in a space where that really happens anymore. So come on, we're going to go ahead and put the word psychic on our website. Like, yep. you know, that that's, that's having that relationship and being able to choose to move forward. No less. Oh, so, so good. Okay. I have one question. Cause I know you got to go. Um, oh, shit. I didn't even time but yes oh I know I mean we're, we're good we're good we're I, good what do you got great I didn't even like get is I still have questions so we will definitely be having <laughs> you back obviously um so my last question that I would like to go into is in terms of somatic work mm -hmm. the central nervous system mm -hmm. with the central nervous system and like you were saying ascension symptoms right Tell us a little bit about that and how, when we start to integrate those things, what we can expect physically and like how it affects our nervous system. Yeah, this is a really good question. So in short, ascension is when we are moving from 3D to 5D. And that's a lot of, we hear that being thrown around on the internet a lot right now. Mm -hmm. And there's certainly a lot that we could speak into it, but basically what it is, is we are receiving an upgrade as a soul from the divine and mother earth is a sentient being. Mm -hmm. Um, and mother earth as a sentient being is one that also shifts energetically. And so mother earth is receiving so much of this ascension as well as all of the souls walking around on mother earth. So basically it's kind of like, kind of like when you update your iPhone and it shuts down for a little bit while it's receiving the download and then turns back on and it does new things. Right. Mm -hmm. So Ascension is kind of, kind of like that in that the quote unquote shutdown comes in the form of physical and emotional symptoms that don't seem to make sense. Right. So first and foremost, I am not a doctor in case that's not emphatically clear. I think my attorney would probably like me to say that I'm not a doctor, nor have I received any formal medical training. And so please, if you need, and this is serious, if you need medical assistance, go to the fucking doctor. Like that is their job. 
you know, and, and their souls are serving in that way. So please use everything that's available to you to help support you in this process. But when I say symptoms that don't make sense, I mean, you might wake up one day and just have a face full of acne for no apparent reason. Or you might be just going about your life and just realize you have like physical growing pains. Like, do you remember what it felt like to have growing pains as like a kid, you know, and it's just kind of that all over ache, but it's not like you pulled a muscle or something like growing pains are very symptomatic of ascension. Um, you might suddenly start to have very drastic changes in your sleep patterns, uh, very drastic changes in your dreams and what types of dreams and how you feel when you wake up. Uh, you might suddenly develop a food allergy or an aversion out of the blue, right? You might suddenly be needing twice as much water, like just be like, God, I'm really thirsty, right? Uh, digestive issues, um, and there's a lot of very quote unquote positive feeling ascension symptoms too, where you can all of a sudden meditate and like receive so much more insight than you used to. And you might actually find that you have incredible bursts of energy that are just like fun and like creativity everywhere, right? You might pick up a new hobby. You might suddenly start singing, right? It It's not that some are good and some are bad, but it's a matter of that impromptu, doesn't make any type of logical sense symptom. And it's, that's where the acceptance is so, so important because don't fight it is the best advice that I can give. Instead, again, leverage what's available to you. Go to the doctor and, or go to your functional medicine or seek out functional medicine and, or go to your chiropractor and, or acupuncturist and, or maybe explore things like Reiki and energy healing that can really help you in new and different ways. Mm. Try different workouts and meet your body where it is because give your body a break. Okay. Your soul is a limitless form of energy. And this body is the home that your soul has chosen. And this body is doing the very best it can. And it is a powerful, powerful home. It's like a temple, right? So when it comes to the physical experience of Ascension, what you're going to be triggered by is a, it's not going to make any fucking sense. And B, you're going to know that I actually, I meant to say this before. So I'll emphasize this now. You're going to, you're going to know that even when these weird things are happening, like you're good. Yeah. Like you can have those growing pains and be like, yeah, but like, I'm okay. It's uncomfortable, but like, I'm okay. It doesn't feel scary or dangerous. It's yeah. just a matter of this is weird and different and like, it's okay. And that's because your soul is doing your soul's thing. Mm-hmm. And so then you use your autonomy to practice acceptance, to practice grace, and to practice leveraging all the tools and resources, both physical and energetic that are available to you. And if none of those things are available to you from a paid standpoint, get on YouTube, Yeah, get on a podcast. There is so much free, powerful content out there to help support you. Use your autonomy to choose to incrementally feel a little better by meeting your body where it is. Oh, so good. Oh my gosh. And what was it you described to me at dinner to tell whether or not it's like a physical, Mm -hmm. okay, there's a root cause, um, you know, from food or something you're imbalanced with physically versus a soul thing. 
Yes. So this, this goes with Ascension and this is also in tandem, like kind of on its own. So it was a really powerful question that you asked. You said, how do I know if it's like physically oriented or if it's energetically oriented? And the best way that I can describe that is if it's a chronic thing. So chronic acne, chronic IBS, chronic fatigue, chronic, 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 anything, it has an energetic root. Like, and that needs to be healed in tandem with treating the symptoms. If it's something that is acute and localized uh, and very short lived, then it's probably a physical thing. So an example, uh, chronic IBS, I'll tell you right now, that's all lower chakra work, typically solar plexus. Um, But if you all of a sudden have, um, you know, a food allergy and out of the blue one day, you, you don't drink dairy anymore. You don't eat dairy anymore. That could very well be Ascension. And also it could be something that your body is just like, and I'm done with that. Right. Like that's just not for me anymore. And even more acute or localized, you know, if you wake up and you have two pimples on the left side of your face that are just like out of the blue, that could very well be just, you know, your hormones because you're about to get your period. You know what right. I mean? Like there, there is a physical side to it as well, but it's about sensing the depth. And a lot of that has to do with the chronic nature or the acute nature of it. Uh-huh. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. No, Did but I it's say so- I'm not a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Like this is a conversation that has to be had. And it's it's kind of been something on the back end where I'm always watching with clients. And I had a client recently and I'm like, hey, you. she lives in Colorado. And I'm like, you need, I know this, you need to go to an acupuncturist based on a lot of symptoms that she was having comes back literally within one session. It was like, Kim, you fucking changed my life, mm. you know, on top of the work that we were doing with nutrition. So it's, it, it all coincides, you know, exactly. Exactly. That's such a great witness. I'm not even surprised at all to hear that. But that that's exactly the witness of the physical body and the energy body and how they work together. I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Courtney. You guys, if you're, if you're in the Cleveland area, please go see her. She's, I mean, I already have my appointment scheduled with her for Reiki and I know it's just from being in her presence, it is going to be out of this world. So (laughs) go check her out. Okay. So if you could leave the audience with any last bit of information, what would you have them know? You know, this is so I'm really glad you asked that because something came through for me that I wanted to speak into here today. A lot of times people ask me who I turn to, like, what are the resources that I love? And that's a great question. And I'm very flattered by that question, but I don't want to ask that question. I want to emphasize how they can find what works for them. And so the best advice that I would give is in any and all capacities, when it comes to spiritual work, most teachers, mentors, gurus we are going to speak into the same or similar concepts. Like it's going to be same language, different dialect, right? The dialect is the key, my friends. So what I invite you to do is A, become curious and B, start trying on different variations. Like I'm a huge fan of Gabby Bernstein. I know you are too, Kim. So she has a very specific dialect. You know who also does? Dr. Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks. And, you know, these are all, practitioners and teachers that I follow personally, because they have a dialogue, a dialect rather that I personally really identify with. And 
as an example, Dr. Joe Dispenza has his own dialect as well. And he says a lot of the same things. I just don't personally vibe with him. I think he's fucking brilliant, but that's just not my dialect. So my invitation for you all is to become curious and find someone who speaks the language in the dialect that just lands in your heart and spend time with that because you can snowball in so many beautiful ways that your soul is ready to, to grow and to evolve. And so I would leave you with the invitation to get curious, get open and find that dialect because there's so much goodness out there that people are just giving away that they want you to be able to receive in your heart. And so I hope you do. And if your dialect is something that resonates with how I'm speaking here today, seek me out. I am not hard to find. Um, I do have a studio locally in Cleveland here. I'm at Pinecrest over on the East side, as Kim mentioned, and I am here to stay and I'm here to help. And there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. So if this is for you, I do hope to see you soon, my friends. Uh, Thank you so, so much. That's so powerful. All right. (laughs) Tell our audience, where can they find you online? What do you have coming up? Anything that we should know about? Yeah, girl. Okay. So on Instagram, my personal page is Courtney.Venata and my purse or excuse me, my business page is at Veritas underscore embodied. I'm sure they'll both be in the show notes, right? Like that's, that's what we do. Awesome. My website is VeritasEmbodied.com and get in my DMS. You know, I'm someone who wants you to message me. Um, I'm not someone who does any type of bullshit or hard selling or any of that garbage. Uh, I don't believe in building that way. I believe in genuine connection. So if you want to chat, let's chat. And if you would like to experience any type of Reiki or sound healing or breathwork healing or energy activations, all of that is available on a standalone basis, like a single session type basis through the studio, which has been Uh, tremendously enjoyable to be able to reach so many more people that way since I opened actually exactly a month ago at this point. So that's awesome. And if there's even more beyond that, you know, that's where we get into the private coaching and mentorship and, you know, that's, that's a whole different thing, which is also phenomenal if I do say so myself, but please find me. I'm, I'm here. I want to be found and I can't wait to meet you. Beautiful. Uh, I can't wait to work with you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't wait to have you in. So All right, my love. And, and thank you yeah. so much, Kim. This has been delightful. That was the fastest like hour and change uh, ever. Yeah. And I'm so, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, so grateful to be able to just echo my version of the truth into a space that wants to receive it. And that just, I know, you know, that just feels so good to have people hold the space and you do that so powerfully and beautifully. And I'm so excited to learn and grow from and with you as well. You know, there's a tremendous amount of medicine woman that I'm looking at right now. And I'm very, very grateful and excited to see where our paths take us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys, (laughs) thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Never Set a Life podcast. I would love to have your rating and review. So let me know how you liked it. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend and someone that would enjoy it as well. 
Let me know what you would want to hear more of. Send me a comment in my latest Instagram post at never settle life on Instagram. Until next time, I'm Coach Kim. I'll talk to you soon. Have you ever felt like there's something inside of you and, and it just knows, it knows where you're going? And you're so busy doubting yourself. And you're so busy 